The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the program Madrasa on A. Of course, developing Islam in me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. Now, we are going to be doing a recap as to where we stopped last week and Thursday. And also, do note that to those people who sent through the questions in which we did not manage to handle, we will be taking that after 3 o'clock, inshallah. So, do stay tuned for that to have your question answered. Do know that the questions that you send through, you can send them through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number being 47913. And just a reminder again that the WhatsApp number is 072. 072- Two three eight zero seven one two. Only questions that is pertaining to the subject matter. Although you can send through questions that was <coughs> that was tackled previously on the program. However, I'm now turning for focus to Sheikh. Sheikh, assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Fine, fine. Alhamdulillah. How is yourself and Yasmina? I'm Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. With further ado, Sheikh can now start with uh, the opening du'a, inshallah, for Madrasa, as well as giving us a recap as to where we stopped just uh, th- Thursday, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. Rabbi shirah li sadri wa yassid li amri wa ahlul ubdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. Allahumma... اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اهل سيدنا محمد وصحبه وبارك وسلم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا فان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون احسنه برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة توقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله All thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us and grant us to be of those people who give honor and respect to that which comes from Allah and His Messenger and put that ahead of us as priority and everything else as inferiority to that. Ya Rabbi, may Allah grant khair and barakah. Allahumma ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Um, as for in our last session that we dealt with, um, we're dealing, remember we're dealing with um, the subject, su- subject of knowing my Lord and in the issue of knowing my Lord, we're looking at the era of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our era that you and I live in, the era that speaks about those uh, benefits that there is for man and the things that, that we have to look at that we need to overcome. We look at this message also that Allah sent and how Allah sent that message. We went to Surah Naba and we looked at the things. And we saw one of the issues as part of our submission to Allah is to identify the fact that there is something like Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And in Surah Naba, Allah gives us that understanding of the, the fact that what Surah Naba is and Allah allows us to see what is the results for people who, or what has, what has people been doing with the issue of the, 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 um, the final hour and how people have treated it 
and what was the results of those who were uh, opposing to it and the other one what was the results of those people who submitted to that and may Allah grant us to be of those people who understand that that is part of our submission to Allah that is part of our obedience to Allah that is a part of our worshipping Allah when we say we worship Allah uh, we, uh, from an Islamic perspective, is not the understanding of the word worship from the non-Muslim perspective. The non-Muslim perspective, if they say they worship their Lord, they worship their Lord. But they can live and do and make just as they wish and can. You and I, when it comes to the worshipping of Allah, if Allah commands, we are ready to execute. If Allah advises, we are ready to take that advice and see that we live by that standard. If Allah prevents, we abstain from it in totality. That is worshipping our Lord. That makes us worship Allah. That is your and my uluhiyah to Allah. Our load on us that we need to see that we give Allah the reverence, the honor, the dignity when He speaks and when He advises and when He guides that we are ready to execute. That you and I are ready to live that. May Allah grant us to be able to be of those people. So worshipping is not saying Allah is one and is no one other to worship besides Him. That is making the call. But that, that is not that. That's the base of that worshiping. But if you make that call, there is a whole issue of understanding of that you live. One of those means to live by is to recognize our Lord. Let us understand for humanity to live in Islam and come to live Islam properly. The understanding that there is such a day as Yawm al Qiyamah, Yawm al Qiyamah, the day that Allah Taala is going to reward us, the day that there will be reward positive for the positive and negative for the negative. May Allah protect that you and I be of those people who recognize the, fa- the facts that we are human. If we have had positivities, remember, then positive will be our reward. But if there has been a process of negativity in our, in our lifestyle, where it comes to our, our worshipping in Allah, then we need to be able to uh, admit to where that negativities are, repent from it hate to know that we ever did it or that we allowed ourselves to fall prey to shaitan when it comes to these things and we immediately bring change to our life and to our lifestyle to our mindset we submit to what Allah says and what Allah guides and we do not use our narrow perceptions our deep 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 narrow perceptions that we have and we think that to be superior and we think that can actually uh, uh, be better than what comes from Allah and his messenger and we submit to that in totality and we follow that path so if we lacked those things which is an issue of ibadah that you and i need to live by as muslims the issue of ibadah in worshiping allah is to be able to when allah says to us they say such a thing as yawm al qiyamah we don't question a thing we don't use our narrow perception we don't use our degrees that we have and through the narrow perception of our degrees comes to be able to decide that we can or we cannot if allah says we say that is what our lord says some and we only listen to what allah says and immediately we submit to that we come we put ourselves in total submission to that and that makes you and i a worshiper of allah that makes allah, that makes us slaves of allah and that makes allah our lord in submission to uluhiyah where we see him to be the one solely permissible to be worshipped from our side. Malagrand is to worship him in its true sense. So in Surah Naba we went to verse number 1 to verse number 17 where we gave us the understanding of what is it that how Allah deals with the subject matter 
of the worshipping or of the understanding of Yawm Al-Qiyamah and how Allah relates that and then Allah Ta'ala shows us further those people how do they how, how the human being has responded and the response of those who were who were sinners who find themselves that they know better who were hypocritical in the approaches who, who did not listen to the advice of Allah and his messenger who took to their own narrow perceptions with all the fact that they have degrees in understanding and, and, and Allah Ta'ala, or for that matter, who were, for that matter, people who just thought themselves that they have the right to be able because of their wealth and their status and their position. And Allah showed them what would be the result of those people who do not submit themselves to the process of accepting the fact that there's such a thing as Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Now, as we've said, the issue of Yawm Al-Qiyamah is an issue of the unseen. And the unseen belongs to Allah and to Allah alone. You and I don't know millions of seen things. We don't know millions of real tangible issues that there is created out there in the universe. We, we are absolutely under a process of total ignorance and darkness. We had no perception if it was not that Allah tells us about these things. If it is not that Allah has opened the path for us to get exposure, to come to know as time went on, we would not have known. We would not have known. So don't think we do know. Don't imagine we are the people who do know. And then Allah takes us to the process and shows us through the various things that there is. The un- if these things is to us a reality, what if Allah, the Lord of reality, tells us of unseen realities? Do you and I still question that? Subhanak la hawla wa la billah. Thus, trying to understand in the capacity of what happened to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the Nabi went on the Mi'raj. When he went onto the Mi'raj that night, he left Makkah. And Allah tells us that he met up with Jibreel and Jibreel uh, had some other angels with him. And he traveled then from Jib- with Jibreel from Makkah to Baytul Maqdis. From Baytul Maqdis, he then went onto a journey with Jibreel alone. And on that journey, he traveled up to the seven heavens. Now, you and I today still question the possibilities of this. Or is it a reality or is it only but a dream the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had? And Allah emphatically in the Quran says, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdi. I took a journey with my slave. I took, I took a journey of my slave. I took him in his human format, in his natural format as a human being. No dream, no thoughts, no, 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 no processes of the mind only. No, his human body. Allah calls him Abdi. Subhanallah, the Asra bi Abdi. Layla min al Masjid al Haram. We've traveled with him from Masjid al Haram ila al Masjid al Aqsa until Masjid al Aqsa. Now, that was not possible in the mindset of the Quraysh. But the situation went further than that. The situation, he did not travel to, to Betul Maqdis only. He traveled from Betul Maqdis up to the seven heavens. Seven heavens and he went into the presence, in the presence of Allah in a human format. In human format as Allah wanted him. So Allah makes it very clear. And thus Allah then shows what happens to Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Because this is a message that you and I need to learn. Are we of caliber with Iman and Taqwa the same? Do we have the submission of being with Allah in the same way shown to us 
Abu Bakar inshallah bi'idhnillah we are still on our very first segment being knowing my lord we should just before this did a brief recap as to where we stopped last week and Thursday but for now I hand back over to Sheikh inshallah to continue Sheikh Tafatou Shukran for that one, Yasmina. We were busy on the issue of how we need to understand the process of our submission to Allah, our uluhiyah of this hour and day and time in comparison to that of the other anbiya and their people and their tests and trials. Right? So all ours is very, very fast, very broad, expected to be able to see that we submit to all those, inshallah. May Allah grant us to be worthy of that. We were busy on the issue of what happened to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the night of Mi'raj. And we were saying, Allah says in the Holy Quran, it is a journey between Makkah and Makkah and Baitul Maqdis. But Allah doesn't speak further about it. And so when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that morning, he came to the Haram of Makkah. And he spoke to the people of the Haram of Makkah, to the, the leaders of Quraysh. They say to him, I, 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 is this uh, the story that you want to tell us that you've been last night to Baitul Maqdis? It takes us a total of approximately 30 days for, you, for, for us to travel from, from Makkah to Baitul Maqdis and you managed to cover it in one night? And that's nothing that takes us 7 days up and 30 days down. And you traveled there in one night? They say to him, do you think, do you think we are, so to say, ignorant and stupid? No, man. Say that to somebody else. Uh, we, we don't believe that, that, that what you're speaking is the truth. Right? And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was trying to convince him that who he is and whom Allah sent him as a messenger. He is, he's been fed with Allah, but he, has, he said to them, I traveled there. So... Some of them use the process to be able to ask the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam certain questions. Just to verify, does, uh, does he, can he prove that? That's one of those questions that they ask the Nabi. Can you describe to us Baitul Maqdis? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Now you must understand, our Nabi did not go there to watch Baitul Maqdis. He wasn't a tourist who went to, to touring and looking around and took photos and saw, oh, this is like that, and that is the window, and that's the door, and this is the kind of do- uh, uh, rock is made of, and this is the kind of dome that there is. He didn't, that was not our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went there for the purpose that Allah took him there. And when he did that in fulfilling that purpose, he then came and went on with the rest of his journey and whatever Allah wanted to expose him to, that's what Allah gave him. But he didn't know the details of what Baitul Maqdis, but because of the Quraysh asking the Nabi this question, Jibreel came to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and gave the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a full picture in front of him, seeing the whole of Baitul Maqdis. And so when they asked him this question, he answered in, in totality to such an extent that they say, that they, the Quraysh said, nobody has, nobody has given ever a description about Baitul Maqdis to the extent of what the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu it's total detail, which according to them, they would have missed out on, on the intellect amongst them. Those who had the most understanding of processes would have missed on those details. But the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not leave any of those details out. In total description, but that's not the purpose why he went. In the in the process of his meeting uh, of the Nabi Sallallahu meeting with the, with the leaders of Quraysh, then some of them felt so uncomfortable and they left the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Abu Jahl was one of them. 
he left. And he felt so bad about it that in his, as he moved on, he, did, he, he met up with Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhum, which did not as yet hear anything from the Nabi of what the fact is that he has been to bed on, on, on the, the Mi'raj. Now there was no understanding of the process of the Mi'raj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa by Abu Bakr, yet he meets up with uh, 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 Abu Jahl, and Abu Jahl says to him these words, that to, today your friend has proven to him, to, he's proven to us, he's a lunatic. So Abu Bakr says, why? Why would you say that? Um, and Abu, Abu Jahl says, to, the Nabi, says to, to, to Abu Bakr, he's proven today, and he thinks he takes us for a joke, and he takes us for lies. He, he's telling us lies, telling us that he has been to Baitul Maqdis last night, and he's, he's went there in one night, a journey of 30 days, and he returned back on that same night, uh, coming back in another 30 days, which would be two months just journeying up and coming down under normal circumstances. And he tells us, and he wants us to believe he has been there. So when Abu Bakr heard this, Abu Bakr said, did he say so? Is that what he claims? And then Abu Jal thought, now I'm going to get you. He said, yes, that's what he claims. But Abu Jal knows that Abu Jal is now speaking the truth. And he says to him, this is what he can. So then Abu Bakr said to him, if that is what you say, he claims to be the truth. If that is the truth that you say now, if it is, then I believe him, he has spoken the truth. And then Abu, Abu Jal felt so uncomfortable. Why? Because this is what a Muslim believes. If it comes from Allah and His Messenger, and if it's truth, you and I don't use our intellect, it's not our degrees, it's not our little perception and, and thinking that you immediately we submit to what comes from Allah and His Messenger. And so he said to Abu Bakr, how do you mean? Uh, how do you mean? Uh, 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 he said he's been there, uh, that, that's a journey of 30 days. He says, you speak about the journey that happens in 30 days up and 30 days down. Do you know when he speaks to me or he informs us, he informs our information that comes thousands of kilometers in the sky of our Lord that's up there in charge, millions and billions of kilometers away. And he comes with that information. He informs me that. And when he informs me that that information, I immediately accept it. We don't use our, nat our normal small minds and think we question the authorities of Allah and the authorities of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That puts a question, a major question about our Iman in Allah and the question that we need to be able to submit to Allah in Uluhiyya to Him. This is what Abu Bakr did. And this is where you and I need to see, are we Muslims in accordance with what Allah Rasul wants for us? Are we ready to submit like Abu Bakr who says, if this Quran comes from Allah and Allah says anything in this Quran, no matter what it is, and if this messenger Muhammad وسلم, is from Allah and anything is that he says, we discard everything that is ours Immediately we reject it, we oppose it, we go against it, we do not submit to anything other than what comes from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And his is superiority, primary, more important than anything other, than any other thing. Because being a Muslim is what comes from Allah and his messenger is prioritized in your mind and mine. 
and we live to that standard and we discard everything else and we see it's satanic, corruptive, destructive and we realize that this is a part of shaitan who wants to corrupt us away from this deen. May Allah grant us to be Muslimin. May Allah grant us understanding what Islam wants. May Allah grant us our submission to Allah. So Abu Bakr said, I trust everything that comes from that. Allah Ta'ala then revealed in the Quran the status of Abu Bakr radiallahu an and called him As-Siddiq, Ya Rabb. Allah Ta'ala then gave to him the status, the branding of branding of people, the most righteous to the extent that he didn't trust the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of whatever he had. But if anybody comes to inform him about the Nabi, whether he's heard it from the mouth of the Nabi or not, or he didn't wait to see him, but he was ready, if it comes from Allah and his messenger, to immediately submit to that. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us to be of those who believe truly, who put everything in our life when it comes to the understanding of our submission to Allah. And so in this surah, we went to and we said in the verses 1 to 17 was the description of Allah of showing us, allowing us to understand the physical, tangible world that we are living in. And how Allah is the creator of that physical and tangible world. And only Allah, the creator of the physical and tangible world, can inform you and me of the non-physical, that which is unseen, that is not tangible. And when Allah informs us about it, we believe firmly if Allah tells us if the mountains is X, the mountains going to become other. If for that matter the seas are something that's going to become other. If the skies are something that's going to be changing. Then truly this is the reality because He is the creator of all these realities. But similarly, if those are the realities of the tangible world, then truly him being in charge of the unseen, we firmly believe the unseen. And we say, So if he tells us that there's such a day, such as Yawm Al-Qiyamah, immediately we submit, we put ourselves to that, and we live and understand that that is what we must do. We then see how Allah tells us what happens to those people in verses 18 up to verses number 30. What happens to those people? that actually have an opposition to this. Um, in verse 18, we saw, saw Allah that tells us about the trumpet and the blowing of the trumpet and the fact that what will happen to the skies, what will happen to the heavens. And then Allah tells us about what would happen to the mountains and what will happen to the state of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And then Allah says that unfortunately that Jahannam is the truth. And then Allah tells us, but it is a place for those people who oppose, who reject, who disbelief, who do not accept from Allah. And Allah says those people will stay there in until forever. And then there will be nothing for them to drink, to quench their thirst, except for boiling water and dirty woundage discharges. And Allah says it is, it is a recompense for the fact that they were not prepared to be able to take to advice and guidance from Allah and His Messenger. And Allah says they had no sense of using their intellect as Allah has granted them. They could not use reckoning, yet Allah has given them intellect. Meaning they did not think of the advice that Allah did. And Allah then goes on to say into verses number 28, 
we went to the extent and the way verse number 27 and we said they had no means to be able to use the intellect to look for the sense of reckoning and they denied everything that came from us they didn't even look and use the intellect to see is there truth, is there means to overcome that? They may Allah open the path for all of us. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Speaking about a very important subject, and that is, of course, looking at the verses in Surah Naba, that is verse 18 to 30, as well as looking at verses 27 to 28, speaking about the day of Qiyamah as well as Jahannam and those people opposing the truth. But for now, I hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one, Yasmina. We were in Surah Naba, verse number 20, 28, where Allah says, And they denied all our signs, all the proofs that we've seen, all the evidences that there is in our verses, they've denied it all. They didn't take lesson to any of those. They didn't, take, they didn't introspect into it or look inside it and see what they could see. No, they decided for themselves it's not accepted. Na'ud billah. May Allah grant us to be more people with more insight and understanding that you and I can know the need for us to use our intellect, the need for us to look into what Allah speaks and what Allah speaks about and how Allah says and ask ourselves how far are we in the relationship to that? May Allah open the path for all of us. And then Allah goes to number 29 and says, While at the same time, all things that is going to happen or that has happened has been recorded by Allah in a book, in a record, in a database. Allah have it all there. It's all right there. Allah have it. So it's not our business to be able to say yes, but and and. Allah, there's nobody that knows all truth. There's no professors. There's no doctor. There's no scientist will ever know all truth. They lack a great amount with all the exposure and the dreams that they think they have. They lack a greater amount of understanding. Millions and billions of things that they lack in understanding. Subhanak. That's all of us. None of us exempted. All of us need to understand that we only know what has been exposed by, to by Allah Ta'ala. But there's millions of things that is in Allah's power of the physical world. And if that is the physical world and we live in a world where we are so much proud of the physical or the tangible issues, then how much billions more is there in the unseen world that we will never, ever, ever come to know? The fortunate are those people who are ready to accept the first physical world and realize that we have a limited, extreme limitation, extreme, extreme, extreme limitation to what we ever will come to know of the physical world or the physical universe. But in that physical universe or greater than the physical universe, there's an unseen world. This unseen world lives amongst us. Some of them is called jinn. There's the other one that's called malaika. There's the unseen world of history of what has happened prior. There's an unseen world of books and information and that came to us prior. As time goes on, we come to discover some of them. There's been an unseen world of what we know today as what the world of dinosaurs is. It wasn't known to us. It wasn't known to our forefathers. It wasn't known to any of those people prior. But there's proof today that shows that there's a tangible proof of those things. 
We might miss some, we might come to know some. But there's a world of stars above us. And some of those things of the stars we know, and we still discover, and what is it that we discover? A tangible world that's out there that we, the human being that knows so much, are deeply, grossly ignorant of, of what is in the tangible creation. What then the unseen? Not the jinn, not malaika. What then of Yawm Al-Qiyamah? What then a day that Allah Ta'ala speaks about? So Allah Ta'ala says to us in this verse, وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ كَيْتَابًا And all things we have recorded into a book. We know the instant. And then this is Allah Ta'ala says, فَذُوكُوا فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا so for those people who want to oppose, those people who think they know best, those people who are so narrow, so deeply narrow, yet they can use their narrowness, their depth of narrowness, they can imagine that is intellect. They can think that is the way to, to be able to judge or to question. And Allah says, for them there will be no so taste to you. We shall not give you anything more than we give you except for a torment to accept because you were not prepared to use the intellect that we've given you to use to understand, to come to appreciate the favors of Allah. That goes to verse number 30. And then we go to verse number 31. From 31 to 40, Allah then changes Allah to this approach. Now Allah speaks about those people who for that matter were ready to accept. They knew they did not know the unseen. They know they did not have tangible proof to prove it. They know it. But simply because it comes from his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which originally have every fact that he speaks about, everything that he deals with, comes directly from Allah. And he speaks not a single word from himself. And he does not use his intellect. And it is not questionable about any professor or doctor or lawyer or any person of skill who think he can use his question to speak about the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He speaks and he brings this Quran directly from Allah and he showed it to us. Then we need to submit ourselves to this Quran with the message of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says in verse number 31, For those people who had full belief and trust in what comes from Allah and his Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, verily for them, they are the muttaqeen. The people of Taqwa, they will be a be a, a place of success, mafaza, place where you able to find successes, where you find ease, where you find contentment, where there is not the the opposite of rejection, the opposite of the adab of Jahannam, hadaiqa wa anaba. It will be gardens and vineyards for them. Wakawaik iba atraba and young ladies that they will be 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 given to be able to meet up with. Uh, and young, matured maidens and of, of, of equal age, says Allah And there will be for them a cup full of what they have to enjoy, of even what appears to be wine in this dunya, but of a greater process, means of that for them in the hereafter. 
Shukran so much for that, uh, Sheikh, for uh, giving that description there. And of course, you can also look that up. That is Surah Naba. That is verses 31. And Sheikh is here going to be going on to verses 41 as well. Sheikh was giving us some verses there of Surah Naba. And that is verses 31. And we're leading right up, inshallah, up until verses 40 and not 41, as previously said. For now, I hand back over to Sheikh to continue with Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khairan tiyasmina. We were at the point where Allah says, wa ka'san dihaqa. Allah is busy here speaking about those people who are ready to accept when Allah advises them and Allah informs them that they understand submission in worshipping Allah is when their Lord Allah speaks, when their Lord advises them, when the Lord exposes them to something and even they have no proof to that, they immediately accept, they don't look to about but where is the proof of that. They say, if this is from Allah, immediately our butts and our hands means absolutely nothing, right? We immediately, because we are muttaqin, people who submit to when our Lord advises, we realize that we are the slaves, we are the creation of the Creator. And if the Creator speaks, how dare anybody thinks his intellect is superior and the little bit he knows now makes him to be able to come up with a reason to prove something else to be not truth. How, how dare any of us? May Allah protect. And so Allah says, to us, وَكَأْسًا دِهَاقًا For them there will be a reward of a full cup, which means they will be given enough to be able to enjoy as to quench their thirst. They will not feel hungry and thirsty. They will be over enough, a full amount of what is needed to be able to quench them for their time of what Yawm Al-Qiyamah will deal with or what will happen in the year after. They will get over enough of that simply because of that submission. لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا. Allah says in that uh, place called Jannah that they will place in where there is the gardens and the vineyards, there will be no lewd uh, sounds or bad talk or evil talk or false talk or dirty discussions. They will hear nothing of that, nor will they be lying. ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا. A reward from the your Lord, an ample calculated gift according to the best of their good deeds. Now the reason Allah says Jaza'am min rabbika ata'an hisaba it will be well uh, calculated when you use your intellect sorry for that, when you use your intellect to be able to understand and submit to Allah Ta'ala and within submissive to His using your intellect to the best of your ability then you were using it, you calculated the fact that there definitely must be means and ways that Allah, everything in this universe shows that everything that is in such perfection proves to the fact that everything must be created by a, 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 some person or somebody or some Lord or some greater power that's out there which is called Allah. And because you could use your intellect with that, this equally can be given a, uh, a well-calculated gift, a reward for those people who use their intellect. And then Allah Ta'ala carries on. رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا الرَّحْمَانِ لَا يَمْلِكُونَ مِنُّ خِطَابًا That day, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, He will be the Lord of the Samawat and the earth and whatever is between that. He is the Ar-Rahman. He's not only the Lord of that day, but He is the Lord of all creation. The sun, the moon, the earth, everything that there is. Everything that you and I might ever know of. And irrespective of whether we know or know not, 
He is the sole creator and the sole sustainer of everything. And nothing exists because of Him. There is nothing that, exi- that ever exists but because of Him. Meaning He is in charge of them all. He is Ar-Rahman, the most uh, gracious, as we call Him. La yamlikuna minu khitaba al qiyamah When everybody will stand in front of His presence, nobody will dare say a single word. And nobody will be given the right to be able to utter. Allah Ta'ala then carries on says to us in the next verse, يَوْمَ يَكُومُ الرُّوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ صَفَّى That day, if يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ The angel Jibreel and all the malaika by the billions and the trill, trillions of all of them, they will all be there. They will stand in total submission to Allah. Safa, stand in rows in, 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 in front of Allah. لا يتكلمون None of them will utter a single word إلا من أذن له الرحمن وقال سوابا Only those whom Allah has given permission to They will be able to speak And when they speak They will only say the full truth All that is righteous And they will not say anything out of context ذلك اليوم الحق That day is the day of truth, says Allah. فَمَنْ شَاءَ اتَّخَذَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ مَآبَاذ That is without doubt the true day. So whosoever wills, let him seek a place with or a way to his Lord by obeying him in this worldly life. نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّا أَنذَرْنَاكُمْ عَذَابًا قَرِيبًا Allah says, really, we have warned you of a عذاب that's nearby. Qariba, of a punishment, of a reward, that's, that's torment, that's near. That day, man will see, when man will see that his, the deeds he did, his hands did, he sent forth, and the disbelievers will say that day, I wish I were, I would be, would have been dust. I wish I would have been dust. Mean, I, I, I hope I wasn't made human to use my intellect, to intellectualize, to be able to use my conscience, my, uh, my conscience and to my cognizant to be able to use it. I could rather have been an animal or I could rather have been dust uh, uh, because they, these things like the animal or the dust will not be kept responsible to question and to answer the things that they had to use the intellect for. But you and I, may Allah grant us Muslimin, may Allah grant us the understanding and grant us to be able to fulfill the processes of what Allah wants us in this message. And may Allah grant us to show, to recognize the fact that in the lesson given to us in the surah, and we've shown the three stages, the stages,